Love it in Jesus Christ our Lord. It was a wonderful week in Phoenix. The weather was ideal. It was just gorgeous and carefree Arizona. I wish I could say I allowed myself to be carefree, but it was still a wonderful time to be with my brother Priest. I got out just in time. I see the weather forecast is supposed to be starting off today with 113 and then all the way up by Friday to 119. So I was there one time when it was 123 and they had to close the airports down. So anyway, it was a wonderful time. And it was wonderful to visit with the priests. You got to hear their, 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 the great things that are happening and the challenges and difficulties and struggles they're experiencing. And so as I'm re- listening to them talk and I'm reflecting on the gospel, I'm, to this weekend I'm celebrating my anniversary of ordination is this coming Wednesday, the 16th. I'll be ordained eight years. Not a long time, but not a short time either. In marriage, they say, if you get through the first seven, you're going to probably make it. There may be some challenges, but most likely, unless, of course, the, the midlife crisis gets you and you have no focus on God. But in reflecting on the gospel, we hear about God saying, don't worry, take care, he will take care of you. Twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, I'm living my life with Pawnee Kelly, and we have great plans for our retirement. I owned a company for many years, was in the business for 27 years. My partners and I had great plans. I had intended to get to a certain point, we were going to sell off the company, and I could have my little retirement house wherever that may be. We kind of liked the ocean, but we liked the mountains too. With that in mind, we would buy properties and apartment buildings. We thought we're going to set ourselves up so we can maximize our retirement income. We weren't going to be wealthy by the stretch of any stretch of the imagination at all. But we would be okay. We wouldn't be able to travel the globe, but we could do a little things. This was where we were at. This was the kind of the vision we had in our lives. And then I got a call from Bishop Gerald of blessed memory. Actually, he called Father Joseph, and Father Joseph Stanichar called me. And he asked me the question, are you willing to go to the seminary? I didn't call him back right away. If you recall, I shared my vocation story some years ago. In that question implied, are you willing to give up your boat and your nets? Are you willing to walk away? Are you willing to give up that vision of retirement that you have in your mind? Are you willing to give up the little house on the beach or in the mountains, the camping trips, all these things? Are you willing to give that up? Are you willing to give up your retirement? Can you see why it took a week to respond? So the way my partnership agreement was written with my other partners, it wouldn't have allowed that at that time. But thanks be to God and the power of the Holy Spirit, they crafted 
an agreement that would allow Pawnee Kell and I to live for three years, to have three years of income, and then that was it. I took nothing with me after that. Bishop Gerald, when he sent me there, said, now there is no guarantee you're going to be ordained. None. I won't even speak it to you. So there was many nights in the chapel of the seminary in tears, especially the second year. I didn't know what was going to happen. What were we going to do? My partners made it very clear, I can't buy back in. Because there's more to split when there's just three. And so I had to learn in a very real way the words of our Lord's gospel today about trust. Because I did not know, at the time of graduation, what would happen. How I was going to provide for Pawnee Kelly. We heard last night in the Old Testament readings, Moses telling the people, before they're about to cross over the Jordan, all the things that God had done for them. And all that he promised to do. But they had to have trust in him. And the sign of the trust in him was to keep his commandments. I just finished reading the book of Joshua. When Joshua had gone in and taken the people into the promised land, he had one final talk with them, reminding them everything of, that God had done for them. They needed just to keep the commandments, remain faithful, and God would take care of them. As we're living our lives, we have to learn to start to lean on God and take Him at His word. Oftentimes we equate these words of the gospel with money, but it could be your good name. It could be your relationship with somebody else. It could be a myriad of other things. But trust in God does not mean that everything is going to be easy street. The roads aren't going to be paved with gold. If you go back and you read the Old Testament, particularly the, what the Moses did, how it was, you'll see that their life was filled with difficulty and challenges as well. It was that way with Joshua. It was that way with the apostles. It was that way with St. Paul and the fathers that came after them. Yet God took care of them because they had that faithfulness they had that trust. Do not think that if you're going, that you're going to have a life that's going to be simple and easy and sweet. I just got to trust enough. You're going to have the challenges because it's in the challenges that we grow. But as I have learned through my own experience, when I get to that point that I realize I cannot control it, 
I'm not in a position to plan. I can't make a retirement plan anymore as I had before. I find myself walking slower. I find myself surrendering. Surrendering to God. And in that moment, there is such a peace that you can't describe. No longer do you have to start worrying about things. Yes, I still have to do what I have to do. But I'm not filled with the anxiety that comes with it. I'm not worried about the clothes on my back or the food I eat. Yes, sometimes it could be thin. But that's okay too. Elder Thaddeus would say, you know, it, when, when things are going great and your prayers are answered, give glory to God. When your things don't go well and you don't get your prayers answered, give glory to God. Because he's allowing the difficult things to help form you. But he's still paying attention to you. He still has a plan for each of us. But we're, what we're required to do is to lean on Christ. To take him at his word. And the only way we can get our mind off the preoccupation of the wants, the needs, the concerns, is to focus first and foremost on Him and His way of holiness. Truly realizing that this isn't the life that I'm going to live in the end. This is just a preparation time. What awaits the heavenly kingdom, that's where I'm going. And all this is to help me get there. It's been eight years. And while I make less than I did before I got married, I've never had more. And I've never been happier. And I don't mean more monetarily. But just more in my heart. More joy. More peace. More conviction. Because I learned and allowed myself to surrender and to let go and step out in faith. Now, we're not all called to walk away from our job and do those things. That was particular to me. But what is it you need to walk away from? What is it you need to let go of so you can experience peace and calmness in your life? What anxiety are you hanging on to as if it was your retirement plan? As if the world would just fall apart if you didn't keep hanging on to that anxiety. Let it go. God's given us enough things to challenge us. He's not given us that. We take that on ourselves, the anxiety. Father Joseph, on my first day in the office... On August 15th, I took over the parish. August 16th, Monday, I went into the office. Or maybe it was, I think, wait, I, it was a Thursday, so Friday. And I was all dressed up in the office, and Father Joseph was, Stanichar was still living upstairs, and I was spending the day doing whatever it was. I didn't know what I was supposed to do, but I thought, okay, I'll look through the files and stuff, and Father Joseph would come down and check on me and go back up. And, and finally, he comes down late afternoon, and he says, what are you still doing here? I go, well, you know, I, I got to do stuff. He goes, it's not an egg. You don't have to sit on it. You know, in other words, he's telling me, God's going to work. The, you, you know, it's not all dependent on you, buddy. 
Now, I've met it lots of times. I tend to still hover, but I'm working on it. But learn to lean on him and let go of those anxieties because they're not adding anything to your day, life, the length of your life, and certainly not to the quality of it, let alone the quantity. Listen to that gospel then. Go home tonight, uh, this afternoon, and read it again. And whatever anxiety that's coming to mind as you're reading it, let it go. And say, Lord, you know me, you know every hair in my head. I am going to do what you've called me to do. I'm going to go to work, or I'm going to take care of my children, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to the best of my ability because you gave me gifts, and I'm going to exercise them. I'm not just going to lay down and expect to be served. But there comes a point where, Lord, where I can't go. I can't get beyond this, and this is where I need your help to lead me. When we do this, there is an incredible peace. And you'll feel it. You'll feel your shoulders drop. Because you're going to be okay. What else are you going to do anyway? Right? But you fill it up in the life of Him through your church, your sacramental life, your liturgical life. Your prayer life at home, those are the things that you just like, I can't wait to get back to. You get out of the liturgy, you visit, you have the liturgy after the liturgy downstairs, and we have a little reception. Then you go home, you enjoy the family, and then at some point you're going, ooh, I want to pray. I want to sit just a little bit with you, Lord. I want to let go of some things that I've been hanging on to too long. So I end with these words of the psalmist. And you've heard these words many times. Most of the time, they're, they're written on a little holy card at a funeral. But they're meant for the living. They're meant for you. And they just illumine the gospel that we read today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.